Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello, everyone. It is the build-up show, the Merseyside derby, Everton versus Liverpool, early kickoff on the Saturday. I am Paul Machin. Chris Pajak joins me. Ross Chanley joins me um, for the build-up to what is likely to be the most exciting derby in years yes they're all excited in their own way I don't think it is okay I think there's two sides both playing with something to lose and that makes it boring (laughs) (laughs) so a bit like when we went to watch that 86 cup final um, replay thing with all the legends and they were just so scared to lose it was the dullest game of uh, legends football ever if you say so I don't remember it so it was probably boring Um, no I I genuinely think it's just going to be the same as it's been the last few years to be honest you know generally speaking a pretty pathetic game of football but with unimaginably high moments mm-hmm. uh, if there is going to be wins um, and that's what we've seen really isn't it you know generally speaking they've been just such hard games but these moments Origi, Mane and all that type of stuff and yeah. Pickfords and all that type of stuff that, that just punctuates a boring game they've been me. getting closer in that regard haven't they you know as, as it, Chris is right it's those it's those big moments that are what we take away from them I couldn't tell yet after the games there was the in fact, there was they've come close to beat us like, uh, season before. You know what? It all blends into one after a while, doesn't it? The point is, is we've been loads better than, than them for a very, very long time, and they've come closer in games. But that's been all the sweeter when we've had those little moments of satisfaction. I've got a sneaky feeling that the era of them being utterly shite is coming to an end, and um, maybe we need. What's to giving on. you that impression? Is it the fact that the top of the league? We've been still unbeaten. the Mersey Millionaire unbeatables, Chris. Like, you know what I mean? What, that's um, that's what we've got to deal with. No, but this is it, 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 it Ross, is that part of it's like, enjoy all them, look back, and I, look, no one can ever take those moments away from us, first and foremost, but I think that there is maybe a slight, I don't want to say power shift, because uh, there isn't yet, but like, there's a power shift within Everton, they're, they're, they're a much better force this time around. Yeah, and you can appreciate the fact that they've got a really good manager, who's probably had time now to instill his how he wants Midfield. to play. Yeah. 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 Pretty much, yeah. You know, he's, and he's got better plays. I was talking to Baz yesterday and the fact that, you know, they've got competition at centre-half now and apparently Yerry Mina had the game of his life because he knew someone else was, was kind of coming in. They can... Don't listen to Baz, though. I know. But they, they can still get better. And like you said, I did talk about the midfield, the fact that, you know, it's them... Them transitions in midfield, like you know, they've got Hamas Rodriguez there, who's you know miles better than Gilfie Sigurdsson or any other shite that they've had for the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got confidence. Calvert Lewin's you know turned into prime Ronaldo somehow for some reason, but you know it's probably credit to how they set up. But that's the difference this time. They set up low block for so long, 
and you know, tried to hit us on the counter-attacks, which why the, is why those games were shit. They're in a position now where they can approach the game differently and they're at home. They can probably go for a bit more, which might help us out. Yeah. Or they might be scared well, and, this, and have to think about how we set up this time. This is the excitement thing for me, and it sounds a bit perverse, and we've been having this conversation. In fact, I was talking to the top of TV lads and Sai, obviously, one of our production guys, and Sai's 24, so he's grown up with us not, not knowing really anything other than us being miles better than Everton. And he's like, well, I never wanted them to win again. I was like, I don't want them to win. There's not, not a single shred of me that wants to see Everton win a derby. But there is something... The, the the Chris too you know again we we grew up in the nineties when we couldn't win a derby for love nor money I remember being there when we finally finally did it I remember, but I also remember having to go into school with me tail tucked between my legs every time they they beat us you know Andrew Kinchelskis and Duncan Fergus and et al and otherwise known as twats oh god yeah the dogs are war mate big Joe Royals dogs are war Barry on no oh, god um, yeah El Barrett and Co the, the it, but it made it all the more satisfying. There's more. There's more. There's more satisfaction to be gained by beating a good team than there is by beating a shit team. And that sounds daft, but I, I, and it does sound really counterintuitive. But Everton being slightly more competitive, we've beaten them in all the stupid ways. Like we said this the other day, there's not. There's not too much more we can do against the rubbish team. At least we're changing the story a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean, I, when we were talking the other day, I think we were outside, right? and we were having a chat, and I was like, look, I, I used to play squash with a guy that he used to beat every week, and I stopped playing squash with him because I just got bored of it. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm a competitive person. I like to win, but I also, you don't want it to be fucking easy. Yeah. And that's what Liverpool-Everton games have been for so long. So for me, I'm... I'm weirdly looking forward to this more than other derbies, but I do I do think because Everton have got something to lose, 100% records, mm. uh, top of the table, and Liverpool have got something to lose, that record to Everton and how good we've been for a long period of time and not them not winning a derby for a decade. I think there's two sides that could go into this game and almost stalemate it up, yeah. to be honest with you, and just stink the place out. Or, as Ross mentioned, it could be the opposite. Maybe Everton come in with so much confidence that they're going to go for it, but I personally can't see that happening. I and, mean, and, and, Sorry, I, yeah. I just think, you know, for me, this is, this is one of the biggest games of the season, and I'd rather it be against a good side than a fucking average shit side, to yeah. be honest with well, you. Well, look, again, the, the stalemate thing's all well and good, isn't it, Ross? But we've seen that the league's mad. Yeah, like the the environment's mad. It's Goodison Park. We've got a not very good record at Goodison Park. It should never be forgotten. I think we all expected to come back after you know it restart and blow them away. And yes, it was a disjointed Liverpool side that was put out. It was a disjointed performance for for a host of reasons. But again, we probably expected too much in this. Now Everton are good. I think I think Everton have got up, should be probably the most optimistic they've been about this game in a while, and it's probably a good time for to play Liverpool on the back of it. You know, well, we could argue both both ways actually on a seven-two defeat, but there's not had time to correct it. Everyone's gone on international duty and gone their own way. They come back on a Friday and we play Saturday morning. So there's no time to kind of sit down, go through what went wrong in that game, pick it apart. This is how we fix it. You've literally got a quick turnaround, and for both sides, they've both got a weak spot in the goalkeeper. So you know, how do you beat Liverpool? Will you? We probably don't fancy chances most of the time. We've got Adrian in goal. I'm not throwing him under the bus, by the way. But with what happens, and, and, but no. But with the, with the confidence that he's under, and you're, if you're Calvert Lewin, do what we do to Pickford. Come stick someone on a goalkeeper who's, who's nervous, who's you know susceptible to, to mistakes, or you know set pieces corners. Yeah. Bullying. That's what that's what Everton need to do to get something out of this game. It's, it's mad, isn't it? Because I actually was thinking about the goalkeeper situation this morning, and and 
it, it actually benefits both keepers that there's no fans mm, yeah. big time like Pickford because their fans now realise that he's shite and, and, and maybe I've done for a few months gets too emotional in games yeah like and, and Adrian because their fans would be going big time yeah. at Adrian after after you know what, what they've seen him do over the last few months and stuff so Adrian it might benefit slightly more because obviously you know more Everton fans in them and focusing their ire and uh, everything else on him but yeah it, it's I think I think the goalkeeper might decide this game yeah it's mad I mean like the good the, the goalkeeper thing is really interesting because there's such a confidence that comes to Dallas and I, I just think because Adrian's the one he's the one who's taking the most consistent like hits on social media and all that kind of stuff and he, and he will do because I've been saying this all season we've always got to, and years to be fair there's always got to be a scapegoat he's an easy one he's an easy target I'm having so many people asking me questions people talking about this 17 year old Brazilian goalkeeper we've brought in because there's like there's like this weird like, is he being brought in because he's this he's going to come in it's like no he's not he's a 17 year old child that we've bought to, to Callahan. Yeah. I've seen people ask that no there's tons there's tons of them Adrian is the second choice for a reason that might change. Like, look, if he has a if he has a catastrophic game here, then Jürgen might you know pull the trigger and it might be Kelleher's turn to, to to have a little go. I think if it's not, it, look, the fact that it's not tells you that Kelleher's nowhere near nowhere near ready for it. And again, we just got to make our peace with Adrian stuff for now because he is the second choice goalkeeper. We don't have a third other option. Not many clubs do. To be perfectly honest, you're gonna you run the risk of, particularly in the environment. I think it's different if Adrian's injured and Allison gets injured and Kelleher comes in. Then he comes in with everyone's support and it's a free hit for him. If you bring him in when you when you scrutinise your goalkeeper position, you're just gonna ruin his career. We've seen that happen to goalkeepers at Liverpool loads, and and also on an on an England level, it happens all the time as well. So with Adrian, for me, Ross, you've just got to go. Look, we're an amazing team with our second-choice goalie in. And our second-choice goalie is nowhere near as good as our first-choice goalie. Most teams' first-choice goalies aren't as good as our first-choice goalie. Everton certainly isn't even on the same fucking planet as as, as Alisson. So, it's not, it's not... We've got to shrug and we've got to trust that Liverpool are going to do something. Liverpool will have to change their style of play to better suit the goalkeeper. I had a great point on this made a couple of weeks ago. Adrian's mistake comes about because we're playing fucking waist-high passes to him on his, six, on, on his goal line. You don't don't play those passes to Adrian. Yeah, we're gonna have to. We we, we can play better with Adrian because we have played better. He's done with the bit on that though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mad thing oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's done the yeah, he, yeah, his first touch was was great for that. It was just a five yard pass afterwards. He, he, he didn't quite manage, but. I think you have to make those passes sometimes, and he should be able to adapt to that. Just does not. No, no just but not, that's bollocks, mate. Because, because he's not, not that. He's not good enough. You don't put fucking. But if you say, if you, you say don't that, put him up front and say, "I'm going to play a fucking thirty-yard fucking no. through ball into the channel for him to chase down," do but, you? Because that's not a, It's not his style of play. No, but what I'm saying there's be situations where you have to pass back to your goalkeeper. You mm. can't completely change. You can't go completely the other way no. because Everton will just go. Well, I won't run no. towards me. I'll, I'll cut off the other pass. No, of course not. Yeah, it, but you, what you do is you don't make him a central figure to your play because oh yeah. Allison is a central figure to how we play we adjusted it last season when he was in goal we played far less passes back to the goalkeeper to, because you, you, you give you see it in possession he's not he can't kick the ball as well so you might as well work an alternative or you you know you, you just use him sparingly and when he's used sparingly he's fine but if we demand that Adrian is Allison. We're going to be in a world of shit because he's not he's not yeah. Allison and we're going to yeah. look fucking stupid thing is, I, I, I don't I, I get to, I totally get your point, Paul. But also, wh- when we space our players out, 
that's all because of Alison. Like, that whole thing needs changing. That's a lot yeah. of work that needs doing on the training ground. And the lads haven't been on the training ground. So you'd have to probably introduce that, if that's the plan, you have to probably introduce that quite slowly or expect that things are going to happen, you know, because it's going to be harder to play passes to the midfield players and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Now, I say, I agree with you. You know, we definitely don't be playing fucking bouncing balls soon. But Robbo didn't really have the ball under control either and he'd done the hard part. What I think Robbo plays that back instinctively. Yeah, because he's used and, to Allison and, 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 and rightfully so, and rightfully so. And maybe when Robbo overthinks things, he makes a mistake, and that's something that you've got to look out for as well. If, at the same time, so you can't ask everybody to change just because one player's coming differently. You know what you've got to accept is, you know, I think Jürgen will want us to play the same way. Maybe drop the line five yards, something like that, and maybe say to say to the defenders. Listen, there are times if you're if you're maybe if you're thinking about playing a fucking hard ball back, out it, lad. Yeah. <laughs> you know no, what I mean? Out it. Like, you're not talking because Adrian's going to out it anyway. Listen, Liverpool it's... are not going to go back. Are not going to revert five years in play because of the goalkeeper. But it requires a modification of style. The same way if you put any, a different player into midfield, you change your style when you've got Oxley Chamberlain in midfield to when you've got Jordan Henderson in midfield. Subtly, and I think that I think it's that because again, it's what we had to do last season. It's there, it's there in the statistics and how Liverpool changed their style of play because you can't build from the back with a guy who can't pass the ball. That you and, and this is where you thought, this is not us, you know, there's, there's no Adrian learning to do anything. Adrian's Adrian. So you either make your peace with it. We either, and again, it was where, as fans, we have to make our peace with it one way or the other. If Klopp decides to keep with exactly the same style of play, then we're going to concede the same type of goals. Um we're going to have gaping holes between our back line and our goalkeeper because he doesn't play that extra 10, 15 yards of the pitch that Allison naturally does. Um, and he's going to make, he's going to kick more balls out for throw-ins. He's going to, see again, he's going to concede more possessions to the opponents. But that might be something that you'd ask him to do r- rather than try and play that to ball. To give balls out for throw-ins. He does it anyway. When he we plays the fucking it. pass, you know what yeah. I mean. So, and I don't think that Liverpool did change their style too much last year. I, I looked at those stats and tactics every week and didn't see not anything different in that. So I don't know what stats you're looking at. It was a there was a thing doing the rounds at the time that the amount of time the the, the ball that we that we we went back to the goalkeeper was doing the because what you do is you can say to the goalkeeper play the ball long yeah. rather than play the ball short and then you're out of those. And what happens then though with Adrian is he knocks the ball out of play, mm-hmm. you know, because that's what he does. He, he tries that ball to the fullback and. It goes over the full-back's head straight for the throw-in. At that point, you may as well just play the ball to Sadio Mane, which is something whenever we've gone long, he's the player that we tend to go to. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's write it again. It, it just feels to me like there will be there'll be a natural shift because they'd be fucking stupid not to. It, it's, but it, it, it's, this is the thing. There's no point in hang as you say. There's no point in hanging Adrian out to dry. Soz, he's the Liverpool goalkeeper. You can't go back in time and change it. We can't go back and do different things in the transfer market. We can't change change history. You're always looking for a backup goalkeeper. Every backup goalkeeper is a big crowd. We actually weirdly got lucky last year of the way that he got thrown in. Because backup goalkeepers very rarely get that. They normally get. He'd have been terrible if he just come in for the league cup. He'd have probably been, you know, and the FA Cup. He'd have been, he'd have been shit last season. But yeah, we, we were gave saying him... this a couple of weeks ago, weren't yeah. we? Is that like you know eroding of confidence when you come in and the lads have never played with him and he does really well and he wins you a cup and then all of a sudden, as he comes in this time, you've had a few mistakes from your goalkeeper. You're not as confident in your goalkeeper. He didn't have that last time around. Yeah. He came in as you say, complete clean slate, won as a penalty shootout, and there's confidence there. That's eroded away. It's, at, tough, at it's tough. It's tough. It's tough coming into isolated 
isolated matches. You know, you need a runner. The goalkeeper's the most consistent position on the pitch. I mean, you know, with the exception of whatever Virgil van Dijk wants to be. But, yeah. like, that's just because he's so... You don't you don't change your goalkeeper. Goalkeepers require rhythm more than more than most. So when you're dropping them into the isolated things, not play the, I mean it's not it's not like he's playing Rezzi's footy. He's sitting on the bench and he's warming up. He's not playing a competitive match. And that's when you but start he's to see. Into rugby dummies. Oh no. But you <laughs> But you start but you who's start teaching see, him how to kick. Yeah, God, yeah. Who can't <laughs> even can't even walk without a limp. Bless him, I love John Atterberg. But yeah. Um but yeah, that 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 I mean, and again, look at a run of games actually might suit Adrian and it'll suit Liverpool because we'll we will get it does used. suit him, because we well, don't have a choice. Well exactly exactly, but it but it, it's it's more likely to suit him than the other way than the other way around. Because he's worse when he just dropped in for isolation. To games when he plays a run of games, he's actually he's actually been okay for us. Yeah, Chris just said it right there. We don't have a choice at this point. And in his defence, three of those goals weren't his fault. Well, most of them weren't. They would have deflected. Yeah. But also, in his defence, he didn't have a defence in front of him, which you know, <laughs> d- d- doesn't help. Difficult. It's not. It's not his fault. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's the it's you know the, the bouncing back thing that we talked about last week. When I think that the final word stuff of you just conceded seven goals. His confidence will, will be on the floor. So, you know, you look into what people's mentality and the manager at this point and the players, like we said, they, they haven't been with each other, but you've got to pick yourself up. You've got to go again. You've got to put that behind you. You know, we as fans probably find it out because we're still talking about it now, but he needs to get a good run of clean sheets, as you said, behind him and some confidence between not just fans, but the defence in front of him as well because we said the same thing about Carrius. I have no doubt in my mind, the defence would have thought it's Carrius, I don't trust him. Mm. So they second-guessed themselves, like you said, with Robbo. Do they then drop back five, ten, ten yards because they think, oh, it's not Allison behind us? The rapport's not there. They need to build that confidence with Tina within with, within games. It's just mad. It's the Merseyside derby. Is is the kind of the first one? But if you're talking about be a wounded animal here, it's, yeah. it's an opportunity to come yeah. out and fucking really put that to bed. You know what I mean? Because as much as we've been talking about, it will have affected the players yeah. even on international duty. I mean, fucking Grealish was there with Hendo, wasn't he? You know what I mean? On international duty, I think I'm sure I saw photos <laughs> of them. Yeah. I don't think that Grealish hasn't fucking mentioned to Jordan Henderson that they absolutely snotted him, snotted Liverpool. Uh, the week before international duty, that will that will piss them off. Yeah. It'll piss them off the Everton at the top of the table, and that they should go out there and fight for fucking everything, scrap for everything, and because all they've heard since fucking restart of football is Liverpool aren't the same team now. Yeah, you know it's going to be dead hard. That's just all Liverpool needs to spare them on. Yeah, and now they, I, I'd couple that with the result. They should be going out there like a fucking. Uh, a, a, Badger backed up in a corner or something, just gave on like you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Sorry, that's that's the one thing that we spoke about Man City last season when they lost to the likes of Norwich and Wolves. We we used the caveat last season that the league was done and we dropped five ten percent because because we could, but it was different this this time because you know we're going for the league and every game's kind of must win. It's the message that it sends out to other teams that Liverpool are beatable, and within that game, we know we've just had like an in depth on Adrian, but like the midfield didn't exist in that game. Either you know, there's only probably what Salah, Robbo, and probably Jota in that game that had a had a decent game. You missed Henderson massively, first balls, second balls, even third balls in that game against Aston Villa. No one was getting anywhere near them. We need that energy in this game, particularly with Everton's midfield that they've, they've now got one. Um, to to I think that's where the biggest battle. Will do be. you know what we, Liverpool need to do? Uh, I, I think anyway, play Rigi. No, I think Liverpool need to get that pass back from Trent to Salah. 
You know the one from two years ago that was on every Big single down the channel. Yeah. When was the last time you saw us play that ball? Yeah. From ten to salad, there was a real connection there, and I wonder whether um, it was when Jordan Anderson moved into the into the eight positions that that ball stopped being played. Yeah. I don't know whether he plays that eight slightly differently or something, and I wonder whether you know you know what I mean because it's just the teams don't leave that much space. It, it could be, or it yeah. could be that the midfield plays in a slightly different way because yeah. Henderson drifts over into that space quite often when he's playing that eight position. But I'd love, like, when we're thinking about the, the goalkeeper and how to get out from the back, that was a, that was something that we'd always utilise instead of going back to the goalkeeper, wasn't it? He'd just whip that ball down the sideline and let Salah go one-on-one with the defender. And we don't seem to do that anymore, which is quite interesting. Mm. Maybe he's got too many markers on him. It could be that. Yeah, could yeah, be. yeah, it could be. It's, uh, I mean, again... You, just keep uh, him honest, though, doesn't it? You know what I mean? You find, don't you, when, when there's an obvious method... That that's the most obvious thing. If, if we know it exists, opposition know it exists. Years, yeah. That's yeah. what I mean. You yeah. can probably bring that back out at yeah. some point. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that kind of ties into the reason why they bought Thiago, and not not teams working as out, but pe- people knew our patterns of play and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, so you, you got him for this game to definitely. Do we think? It. What do, do we think? Uh, Ancelotti is going to going to go toe to toe with us here because I he's achieved a good degree of success by being solid and resolute. You know, I, I'm convinced that that derby again, I'm restart. It was about them not losing. He needed to set a tone for the return of football and he wanted to make them as hard to beat as possible. But now that he's got his midfield and he's got that talent, I mean, I don't know whether, you know, when you've got Richarlison and James Rodriguez in your team. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Is, are they even capable of parking the bus? And also, the teams that have given us the most problems are actually the teams that have really gone at us this season. What do we reckon? Go on, mate. Um, I'm not sure whether he's, he's got a choice at this point because of the way that they played and the way that they played it has paid off for them. They scored a lot of goals, but the big concern is they also conceded goals and there's only Spurs away and Spurs are pretty shit in that game that they, they, they kept a clean sheet. 
I think a big contrast in what he's been doing to then kind of tie it back and it kind of ties into the, th- the setup before of it's the best time to play Liverpool go for broke they've not had time to settle to have the, the team talk as it were to kind of you know get back up if you don't get Liverpool while they're down I get the backlash stuff like it could, could go that way but I think he has to be has to be seen to go for this because if you don't you end up going low block and counter attack and as you just said Leeds had a go at us Aston Villa had a go at us when it compared to Man City games last season Norwich had a go at Man City and got something Wolves had a go at Man City twice and got, and got something I think that's how you beat Liverpool mm-hmm. yeah no it's, it's going to be interesting to see whether he's got like the whether he, whether he can do it because it's a very it's a dangerous game isn't it Chris coming at Liverpool because it's it, it, I it, it takes big bollocks it really does and that's why Aston Villa gets so much credit for how they played against us because it's all well and good going well the, the, the key to the key to beating Liverpool is to go on the front foot but Liverpool could just batter you you know, absolutely batter you going the other way, and again, and that's the, the Villa game on a different on a different day. Liverpool probably sco- could score a bag full of goals in that, and we're talking about a different thing. Carlo Ancelotti's not a man who's lacking in bottle in any way, shape, or form. So, it, but it is an interesting. No, yeah, for I think a lot of our goals, although Villa probably came at us more than the other sides, a lot of our goals have been conceded on the counter. And that's from soaking up pressure and knocking that ball down to where the right back is anyway. I expect that's probably the pattern of play that we'll come up against. You know, if, if I'm a manager, make I, I and I've come up against Liverpool uh, into this game, I'd be like, prove that you can fucking defend this before I try something else. Because yeah. I know this works. Yeah. I may as well just keep going. And that's what happened a couple of years ago with Trent. You know, teams kept on picking on Trent until he stood up yeah. and stopped, we stopped conceding those types of goals. It's come back around. He needs to go and do that again. We need to prove that we can stop that. I think... Hopefully, if Thiago's in the midfield, Jordan Henderson, that kind of dictates the play itself as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd imagine we'd have 55, 60% possession if they're playing well, and therefore Everton have only really got one way of doing yeah. things. The thing, the difference with the other teams, isn't it, is it's all well and good counter attacking on which they're going at Liverpool. Where Villa were different and, and Leeds were similar. They went for the full ninety. You know, there were so many teams who would get a goal or two up against the point. Go fuck! Sure. Right, okay, we're done. We're sound. They went. No, sorry, we're just going to keep going. Let's go have three. Go and have three and have four. So yeah, this is an interesting one. It, on. It'd be interesting to see how Liverpool line up in, in the back four because I think Richarlison's probably a good one. Like I, I fucking hate him, but I think he's, he's also a good player. And in these games, he's he's aggressive. I think there's a, a a part there where you've got particularly after the Aston Villa game with Trent and Gomez in there. Like that's. Potentially a weak spot that Everton could go and attack. And we saw it with Leeds as well, went down that left hand side quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Everton could get something out of that if they kind of, you know, you got Hamas Rodriguez, Richarlison attacking down there and being aggressive and putting front foot in. Whilst Joe Gomez's confidence is, if he plays, is still on the floor, I think it'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Robbo's going to nail Hamas Rodriguez, by the way. 100%. Yeah, absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt. Hey, welcome back. Did you get the answer correctly? I'm just going to dive into the live comments and see if anyone actually got it. Um, what, was your, what would be your guesses, sorry? 13. Chris? Two against AC Milan. Yeah. Two against Real Madrid. One of that 1 0 that we went to. Oh, he's working that out. Four against Everton. No, two. No, four against Napoli. Okay. Two against Everton. And then Chelsea. Was he there for a year or was he there for two? He won the league. So I don't think he did just one season. And then I don't know whether we played them in the Cups, so I'll go 14. Oh, Chrissy Pajak! Yeah? Outstanding. Really? Absolutely. This is where you normally go, no. No, 14. You just maybe. Okay. 100% oh. correct, absolutely. And the person whose name I, I saw that stuck out to me was David Darcy, who nailed it with 14 times. So was he at um, Chelsea for two years? He did play four times. We played Chelsea under Carlo Ancelotti. Didn't, didn't count that away game. 
Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, really good. Yeah, really good oh. indeed. And just started just to answer a question, we didn't play him as a as a player. So it's fine. Um, and how many times did IX get mentioned in the comments? Which is not something. Yeah, that's well. Uh, yeah, really interesting. That so. Yeah, we played. Yeah, played fourteen times and managed five different clubs against us down the years. Really interesting stuff indeed. He's a bloody good manager, lad. He's amazing. I really like him. I, 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 at one point, we didn't get, it probably fits more in the first half of the show, but it's one of the things about the, the Derby stuff is I'm enjoying the return of... It's been a bit awkward and chew on them. We talked about this on the podcast. Like the Blues are trying, they just they know they know they can banter us. They've just forgotten how to fit it into co- seven. Seven. Two top of the league. It's like we have a cup of tea. Yes, I'd like a top of the league cup of tea. Doesn't work. <laughs> Doesn't work. What time um, is it? Seven two. That cup of tea was unbeaten, unbeatable. Ah oh, no. Um, yeah, but I'm I'm enjoying that. The, the rivalry, Chris, has been fucking horrible for years because it's had to become really, it's become really deeply entrenched. And we say bitter. I think people use like the bitters as a really like casual throwaway term for Evertonians. It's it's better than gobshite. Oh well, no, no, it's <laughs> but but, but the, the, the bitter side thing you've got because you've had a gen- you've had like two generations now of raised on we hate Liverpool and they start to genuinely believe it. I'm enjoying the fact that they've got a boss manager who's dead cool and he's a bit and he clop like but in a completely different way. He's allowing them to enjoy the ride again. I mean, look at them. You've got four of their players doing some shit dance celebration. I mean, I genuinely enjoyed yeah. Seamus Coleman running over and going, "Yeah, no, nothing. They can't be having that." What was that? Oh. They, they were all doing some mad like dance, sorry, like Calvert Lewin and that. And Seamus Coleman runs up behind them and like looks and goes, "Nah, yeah, no, <laughs> that like, can't, can't yeah. be, can't be part of that." But you know, again, they're doing that that song they got in the charts and doing all that. It's it's actually quite it's it's made the whole football environment in Liverpool loads more pre- pleasant and that's that's the benefit of having two really likable really talented managers in the city. Yeah, I love the fact that like all of them call him Mister Ancelotti. Like there's a fucking just a level of respect there. Like yeah. and that's what he to be fair he garners that from yeah. what he's done in football. I mean mm. as a player and as a manager he's just been tremendous and he's won everything and he's given them hope yeah. and that's what we're seeing right now and I don't know whether they've got belief yet that they're going to really break the top four this season it's probably too early for them but that what they've realised is just enjoy the ride yeah. and it's what we've been saying for fucking years take your wins when you get them enjoy your wins when you get them give it give it, give it, it out when you can because you don't know the next time mm-hmm. that you're going to be able to do that 100% it, it's the belief in change isn't it and that's exactly what we had on Jurgen Klopp you could see steady progress things weren't perfect things weren't always rosy but you could see there was an end goal mm-hmm. there was literal improvements even the players that he's brought in like they, they wouldn't have those players under the previous manager that's the because of, of, of who he is well, I've been saying again I've been saying this to Toffee last for you've got to look for those you've got to look for the journey you've got to look for the progression and take heart from that they haven't We've been saying to them do that, but they haven't had that because they've had a bunch of overplay, overpaid, under-motivated players playing for them, and now they've got a bunch of lads, you know, under a manager. They, you can't. It's like we were saying with the Allison stuff last year when Allison, or the year before when Allison makes his mistake against um, Leicester, we go eh, and shrug it off. 
because you you can't go and buy better. Yeah. So you have to accept that the best makes these mistakes. So you're more forgiven of it, of all the things that go that go wrong along the way. And they've got that now, and they've actually got something that they can they can finally buy into. And fair, fair play to them. Uh, sorry, Ross. I just want to get the super chats uh, from earlier on in the show. Lars uh, Godley with five pound super chat. Thank you. Just cheers, lads. I listen to your pod every day on my hour long commute. Uh, great to catch a live show. Keep it up. Big love from Sheffield. Big love nice indeed. One. Big love from Liverpool. Uh, John Conway, um, two euro super chat. Capital of the world. One. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Everton won Liverpool 3 nice prediction like it Buddha Buddha uh, with 100 squiggles uh, it's a good time to play every time um, it's a good time it to play it makes me laugh every time though. Yeah, it's a good time to play the bitters they're on a higher it's time to bring them back to the ground uh, as for having Adrian they have Pickford that's a good point uh, and welcome to Mo Dilbar who's joined us a club captain yes, um, yes our YouTube memberships are available now uh, the show we, we had a <laughs> I can't get into it here we recorded some amazing shows yesterday that had no audio on them uh, so the members show for this week um, hopefully hopefully barring any other uh, consequence sitting down with uh, David Lynch from the standard to talk through some bits and pieces do a Reds new special uh, later on today that will be the show exclusive for the members for this week and from next week it's back to being the weekend final words so it'll be the final word show from the Merseyside derby uh, for club captain and uh, club legend tier YouTube members uh, right uh, Chris Really, uh, really mixed availability news. Overall, good. You know, in terms of injuries, we know now Matip's back in training. Thiago's back in training. Mane's back in training. Shaqiri played 66 minutes for the Swiss. Shock. Yeah, absolutely. He's alive, um, which is which is which is a thing. He's not, not going to play, but he's alive. Um, <laughs> Jordan Henderson got some time off the bench to, to help his fitness retain after 20 minutes uh, last night. Uh, Trent and Gobas were unused subs so things are all looking kind of okay it's only really Oxlade Chamberlain I think and possibly Naby Keita with Covid who, yeah and obviously Alisson we don't really kind of know sorry Robertson got himself a yellow card for kicking the ball away so he got suspended for the next one as well he got a nice work yeah. is the next one a friendly or a league don't, or? no yeah done uh, it's done now yeah. no no I mean the next international break is that a friendly or no, no, they, they they're played, all missed the game that he's just played yeah. they're all Nations League games all of them I okay. think so yeah okay. it's just a fucking game they're even fr- I don't think they're even our friendlies anymore are they aren't they all that's what he's saying they're yeah, the all Nations League yeah. anyway um, so yeah we know we've got to do a bat but there's obviously some there's some downsides to it like I was told there was two weeks without football what? Is that for the international break? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. That's yeah. Made oh, well, Liverpool haven't yeah. been playing international football. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, right. okay. yeah, it's been weird. Joe <laughs> <laughs> um, Rosato scored two and got an assist last night. Genie and Virgil played the full ninety for the for the Dutch. But the problem with this, of course, is that it's great. Like so, back home training, Milner will have been there the whole time. Chris Salah's been there, Mane's been there, Thiago's been there, and, and, a, and a clutch. Javi Elliott was supposed to be quite good in training with Thiago. Absolutely, of course he was, because uh, he's the next Messi. We all know. <laughs> We all know that, right? Um, but it's the slight concern. It's like the Jota think, You know, again, he's playing. What? What would that have been Wednesday night? Yeah, that's right. Thursday today, right? I've lost so many days. Yeah. Uh, he's playing Wednesday night, and we're playing early doors. On. So yes. you know, he's only going to. You're talking rest and recuperation, recovery days. A Thursday. 
Then you've got a day, you, the Friday to train, and then the matches. That again is like the. the, the to be fair, the like he played for Wolves. Like I mean, they 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 play like seventy games in a year. He shouldn't be up for <laughs> it. Like the, how many Europa League games did they play? Yeah, like yeah. he hasn't had a day off in yeah. two years. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but I'm sure he'll be up for it. Like, yeah. I mean, that's just the issue with the internationals, isn't it? Is that yeah. the preparation? Time they are getting on. three games in Ardy. Is that have we just had three games in the international? Some of them have played. Yeah. That's fucking mental, yeah. isn't it? Like absolutely well, mental. No, like, beyond it's ridiculous. Just, just stupid, and you know. For me, I think you know. I think it, it makes it difficult for Liverpool, but but nowadays it makes it difficult for every Premier League side. There's so many internationals, isn't there? And when yeah. you look at who's coming back, I mean, Mane, Thiago, they're big boosts. And then you have got question mark. Personally, I don't think that Matip will be starting in this game. Mm-hmm. But I wonder. I actually think if if Matip and Gomez were both fit and both match fit, I probably would drop Matip into this one for the aerial threat of Calvert Lewin. Yeah. And it makes me wonder. And I don't think Klopp's going to do this. But I wonder whether Fabinho's in line for a centre back start because of that threat, mm-hmm. and maybe you go with like a Henderson, Thiago, Wijnaldum midfield three, or Milner because he's been there. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I just I I think Gomez is probably the weaker of the three of them in the air, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's bad because I don't think Gomez is a bad player. I think he's a really good player, mm-hmm. um, and I still think that he's got a higher ceiling than Matip. But for this game, I probably would have dropped Matip in if he was fit. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's an interesting one because he's going to have to get his game at some point, Ross. You know, he's going to have to get up to match fitness, and the games are coming thick and fast from now on. You know, but it's also man management of Joe Gomez. Like, if you drop him into this game, how, what does that do to him? Like, you know, he's had the, the game against England whenever they played. Like after being, he was pulled off dead early, wasn't he, Gomez oh. in the last game? <laughs> <laughs> not, I always say that. He was pulled off dead it. early. He's confident to be through the roof. I then. think Klopp <laughs> reached round right and pulled feet. him off <laughs> straight away. <laughs> but like you know, if Joe Gomez is sat there, and he probably should be dropped if he's, he didn't have a great game against Aston Villa. But then he's going to be sat there stewing on it, and he's, he's a young lad. He's, he's been through the Klopp does have a have a history of if you've had a bad game, you start the next one yeah, to yeah, go yeah. and get you to go and get yourself yeah. sorted again. But, but then you're, you're right, you know, it's Ajax on Wednesday night, you know. What, what do you do then? Is, is that a good game for, for Joel Matip to come into? You know, to... Ma- I mean, Matip, trying to get Matip on the pitch at some point is probably not a bad idea. I mean, again, I, ideally you want to be in a position where the game is, uh, you're at least winning the game and then you can afford to Five defenders change. like Klopp yeah, used to but, do but, back but, in the day. But does, I, it wouldn't shock me to see a situation where I, Klopp's ideal situation, I think, is Gomez starts centre-half and then with 20 minutes to go, you take Trent off, you move Gomez to right-back and you bring Matip on and just give him the end of the game just to do it. You know, it's, it's his go-to, tried and tested. I'm just going to shut up, shut up, I, shut I'd love bit. to be like 2-0, 3-0 with five to go and bring Matip on in a 10, you know. I just think as a, as a spectator and lover of football, glorious. Oh, yeah, just play into the whole madness of, madness of modern footy. Imagine if we yeah. started a game with Fabinho at centre-back and Matip in the day. How funny would that be? I mean, it just, I just, I look, there's something that I just find really amusing about Joel Matip. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why he's got like an I know context Twitter account that's, yeah. that's flying because he's, Does he? he's yeah. a very good no, Oh, she's oh, it's amazing. Well, whatever you do man. with Joe Gomez, it's a gamble, isn't it? Because if you throw him in, you think you need a chance to put this right. It's a real commitment to a bit uh, from Chris yeah. there. Oh, I'm it's sorry. not a bit, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got a good account, Matt. Um, he needs a chance to put it right and put it behind him and and go forward because, like you said, the next what four weeks before another international break, there's a big chunk of games. We're going to need him at some point. You can't, like I said, leave him stewing and, and being annoyed. But at the same time, he needs to up his own game. So Matic will look at that game probably and go, "Well, he was terrible in that last game. I should be starting this one." So it's it's about my management. Yeah, again, oh, again it, it literally all depends on on where Matic's at and and. 
he, he's just had such bad luck with injuries, hasn't he? Has he, he? Has he even started? Like he's not started a game this season, has he? Did he start the Community Shield or did Fabinho start centre half in that game? I genuinely can't remember that far back in my life, Chris. But thanks for asking. Um, there's no way of knowing the answer, so let's not even worry about yeah, it. He um, he's been yeah he's had he's had consistent. I think he played he played he played in the black he scored in the Blackpool preseason friendly game, didn't he? Blackpool. Um, <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, you scored a header in that game. I remember that much. Um, no, it's it's an interesting one. I guess it's going to depend on the on the upcoming games. And when you look at it, Everton at the weekend, Ajax midweek, Sheffield United is at the the following weekend. Midnight then, onto the Saturday. Then Midgetland. Then Midgetland the week. The the, the following them, Tuesday. <laughs> it's just <been> laughing. <laughs> you like Gulliver's Travels every day. Um, and me, it's just weather. Three games from now. Is it is. It's too much time. It's too much of a gap. You know what I mean? It's too much of a gap. Is that too much? I mean, you shouldn't need to rotate your centre-halves. So it shouldn't matter from Gomez's perspective. Gomez and Van Dijk should be able to play all of them games back-to-back. There should be no problems with that whatsoever. But it's whether, yeah, it's like I say, does John Matter benefit from a couple of little, you know, closing a game out appearances and then you get him ready for the middle? And the problem is, sorry, Chris, is that he's just as likely to get injured in trading between then yeah. and then you've missed your opportunity to give Gomez a day off. My my thing at the moment with the centre-halves is, and I don't want to get into the Joe Gomez debate and all that type of stuff really, but as a partnership, they're not playing well together. Mm-hmm. Van Dijk and, Mas- and, and Gomez. Yeah. And not really anyone's talking about that because yeah. both of them are in pretty poor form. Yeah. And that, for me, sends off more warning signs than just one of them having a few bad mistakes, making a few bad mistakes. Yeah. As a partnership, that looks like it needs a bit of a refresh at the yeah. moment for me. Absolutely. It's a massive Fabinho centre about them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, I just wonder whether if you do bring Matip in, Van Dijk's form just goes up a little The top one top. other really interesting thing here is, again, Milner's been there the whole for the whole thing training being getting fit and all that kind of stuff and, he, and again he likes we've seen historically Milner tends to play after those after these breaks because he's just there been soaking up the tactical information all that kind of shit but if you've got Jordan Henderson back to fitness which you'd imagine now that he's he's had a few games for England he should be in contention for this one obviously Fabinho still still there obviously he was an unused sub on Tuesday for Brazil so he should be absolutely fine Where, for this you one know? as well I mean, it, relatively speaking, Bobby Firmino's going to play, isn't he, even though he yeah. played? Do, but played do you know, no, no, genuine question, do you know they where they play? Peru, I couldn't tell you where they played. Sometimes they just play those games in Europe, don't they, <laughs> yeah, randomly? Yeah, yeah. Like, you find out Brazil have just played at Wembley. The, the, the kind of point I'm driving towards is Thiago, Thiago's there, but it's, we don't know enough about Thiago the Liverpool player to know how we'll use him yet. We saw him play in the six in you know against Chelsea, but that was an enforced decision because of Jordan Henderson's injury. Was that right? Well, that and the yeah, fact Jordan that there was a off, red card for them. Yeah, so we subbed him off for that. We subbed Jordan off at half time, didn't we? In that, in that one. So it's if we've got, let's say, it's Henderson, Thiago, Milner are the best three fittest options or whatever. I don't know how you fit them into a midfield. I don't know where they play. Who plays? Does Thiago play this? Does, does Thiago play the six in that one? Does Henderson play the six? Can Thiago play further forward in our system? I don't. I don't know. It's a really interesting one. Four. And then you throw Fabinho. If Fabinho's on. available. Go on, Say it. Go on. Four, two, two, three, three one. <laughs> uh, a possibility. Let us know your thoughts on what you would do in the comments underneath. Um, right. Score predictions, gents. Oh, fuck hell. Uh, uh, eight four. <laughs> To Evan, <laughs> four eight. Uh, no, go yeah. on, Chris. What do you think? Uh, one nil Liverpool. One. Oh, yeah, I, I could see this being a two one. Uh, another another late. You know, a, a late dramatic. How late? Divock, Divock Origi, ninety plus. What a minute we haven't scored one in ninety plus three maybe. 
nine plus one, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes to do it. I would just personally, I we discussed this the other day, I would have David Karigi just stood uh, warming up, warming up barely, but just, just stood occasionally, just stand there in his Halloween costume and just look at Pickford for the whole for the whole game, and then every now and again go uh, like he's coming on, and I go and it's the big oh god, and just get in psychologically, get in his head all that you can because you know he'll just try to like laugh it off or something and make a cock of himself, which would be great. I'm gonna go one 0 Liverpool Pickford own goal. Oh wow, wow, oh, yeah, great. I'm going three two as me sensible. Okay, answer sounds. Uh, score predictions in the comments below. Uh, just before we wrap up, Eth uh, Sham Ul Hassan with a five pound super chat. Surely an animal is most dangerous when it's been hammered seven two. I'm not sure that's. Uh, I'm not sure many animals have experienced that, but that's fine. Um, perhaps the Villa game could be a start of another route of success like Spurs four 0 I think that's the hope of all of us, really, isn't it? Is that Liverpool can use this as a catalyst to kick on. And personally, just as we as we wrap up, I. I am, I'm more confident about this game because we got tonked, because there is something to that, just that pride, that there's more pride on, on the line, I think, for Liverpool, because a, a defeat, particularly now against the resurgence Everton, you've got to live in that a little bit more. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a, the, the wounded animal thing, I think, is a very good analogy in this. But gentlemen, thank you. That's been wonderful. Thank you so much for everyone who's watched along and commented along live on the YouTube channel. If you're listening after the fact in podcast form, you guys are amazing as well. Leave a five-star review. Uh, there's plenty of things you can do to support us. As aforementioned, the brand new book is available. There's some amazing merchandise. And if you're on YouTube and you want an additional bonus show, which will be the final word show from this very game, then join up as a member and here's a little guide on how to do that. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.